Hello guys, welcome back to the Growing in Christ podcast. I am your host Shadora Foy and today we will be doing part three of God Desires Us. So this will be the last part. Um, Last time we talked about how God desires us so that because, I'm sorry, God desires us because we are made in his image and because we are the children slash people of God and those are... um, Two of the reasons why God had desire, God does, not had, but does desire us. And today I would like to get into the point that God desires us to be like our father. So he is our father, thankfully, through Jesus Christ. And God just desires us so that we may be like him so that we can be again in his image his children his people even going back to him manifesting himself you know just being desiring us to manifest himself as being a father so i encourage you all to grab your bibles grab some pencils some pens some paper to take some notes and let's dive in with micah six and eight So again, that's Micah 6 and 8, which says, He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So the first part of um, verse 8 where it says, He has shown you, O man, what is good, kind of in my mind makes me think of a father you know a father or that leadership that person who is a father figure that person who is your has some authority over you is showing you what's good what's right or at least they should be showing you what's good what's acceptable giving you some type of example so in that first part of the verse it talks about how God has shown us what is good and then in the second part of that verse where it says and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God it's almost like um a parent you know like if your parents ever ask like what little bit do I require of you or different things like that but um the Lord requiring us to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. Just the simple things that he stands for, because God stands for justice. God shows nothing but mercy. You know, God um, is a humble God. And to, like, um, I remember when we were in Proverbs and talking about fearing the Lord and just being humble before the Lord. So, walking humbly with our God, just being in that sense of humility. Also, again, just being that father figure of realizing that they're the head, you know, they're the father, they're the teacher, and you are just being humbly as their child and walking humbly with them and just learning from them. So that is um, the first verse that we will expound on. And the second verse um we can go to is Titus 2 11 through 14 
So again, that is Titus 2, 11 through 14, which says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Verse 13, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. So I um, <laughs> kind of remember this verse from um, one of the previous uh one of the previous uh, podcast topics, the last verse, but I'm um, starting again at verse 11, where it says, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And then going in verse 12, where it says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously and godly in the present age. So just again, that God teaching us as being a father figure and going into that we should live soberly righteously and godly just as god lives you know just as he lives a sober life a righteous life a godly life you know and verse 13 looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great god and savior jesus christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people zealous for good works. So um, God wants us to be like him and he's also willing to purify us to be like him and also being zealous for good works because God is zealous to commit good works. Um, the next verse that we will be going to is Proverbs 3, 11 through 12. So again, that is Proverbs 3, 11 through 12, which says, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. Verse 12 says, For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son, and whom he delights. So this is talking about, talking to us as being children to not despise the chastening of the Lord, because sometimes the Lord will correct us you know most times you know we will be corrected by god and we should not be against it because whom he loves he corrects just as a father the son in whom he delights so god is showing his delight in us he is showing his love for us by correcting us because he wants to see us be like him and that is the reason why he corrects us and because he doesn't do one thing then teach us to do another he god is our god is not the type of god that walks in wickedness yet teaches us to be righteous but he's only teaching us to fill those footsteps that he walks in just as any other parent any other earthly parent should do now the difference between earthly parents and god is that um man every man um, excuse me, every man shall fall short of the glory of God. So God can't fall short of his own glory, you know. So it is different 
with our parents because they want us to be righteous they want us to walk in a path that's right even though sometimes it's hard for them to do that but god is different god knows the path that's right he walks in it and he desires that for us to walk in it with him too and he's such a great example of that so even when our earthly parents are lacking we still have that heavenly father to look towards and be the standard of all things and then um the next verse is james 1 and 18 So again, that was James 1 and 18. And um kind of having trouble finding it in my own Bible. This is always one of the books that I have a hard time finding. Okay. Yay, I found it. So, um, again, that is James 1 and 18, which states, Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creation. So, by God's own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. You know, just him, by his own will, by his own delight, by his own desire, he brought us forth. So that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creation. So that how Adam and Eve were looked at as the first fruits. Now we are kind of in the same place as them. We are like Adam and Eve. We are like a first fruit of his creation. Again, screaming the father and child relationship between us and God. The next scripture that I'd like to turn to is Matthew 5 and 48. So again, that is Matthew 5 and 48, which states, Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. So, this is just saying that we... um. This is a really great verse to explain how we have the ability to not necessarily be God, but just to walk in the ways of God. Just saying, therefore, you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. Just saying that we, it's not that far off to be righteous. It's not that far off to walk in justice, to be led by the Holy Spirit in doing what's right. You know, it's not that far away so um just this is a great verse to keep in mind um because you know so many times we say that well we're not perfect well i'm not perfect that well um i'm not a perfect person or nobody's perfect but god and this verse is saying that we shall be perfect you know we shall be perfected now of course you can never be perfect without god there is no perfection outside of god because god is the only 
perfect being that is true but us being children of God having the Holy Spirit and having God inside of us are we not perfect by having a perfect God inside of us so we have to be mindful of that and even in this time you know making sure that we're not contradicting the word of God some things sound so right to say it feels right to say that we're not perfect you know it feels right to say that nobody's perfect but God you know it feels so right it feels like it's truth it feels like um it's the scripture when really this verse is saying otherwise that therefore you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect and again that shows our fruits of being like our father that shows our fruits of being made in the image of God being the children of God when um we can show perfection through the perfect God within us we have something that the world doesn't have the world can't be perfect you know the people who do not have Christ cannot be perfect you know they are not perfect but us who have the perfect god within us we need to show that difference that we are perfect just as the father in heaven is perfect that we walk in perfection though um we may sin though we fall short of the glory of god we are yet justified by Jesus Christ. So, and it's not a bold type of perfection. I'm, it's not like a boastful and a prideful type of perfection where you're all boasting about it and you're prideful and you're like, oh, I'm so perfect. It's not like that, but it's like you're perfect because you have the Holy Spirit to tell you where to go and to lead, guide, and direct you. You have the God who is righteous and knows justice and he talks with you and he lets you know righteousness and justice because we have the word of God and not only do we have the word of God but we have God himself and those two paired together really perfect us it really completes us which perfection is another word of completion so you know God truly completes us which meaning perfects us so that's just something to keep in mind i know a lot of people use that saying of i'm not perfect we're not perfect this isn't perfect but um just being mindful of what contradicts the word of god and making sure that we are so rooted you know that's one of the things about growing in christ is being rooted in living water being rooted in god being rooted in his word and his works and who he is you know so just making sure that what we say is actually truth, you know. Um, so that was the first part, just like um, the last podcast. This one will have two parts. So the second part of this podcast says um, how why God desires us is because God wants to see us fulfill our purpose. So everyone is designed with a purpose in mind god does not just make us to exist you know it would be so cruel if god just made us to exist or if he was just like okay maybe by your 16th birthday i'll figure out what i want to do with you no god creates us with a purpose in mind and therefore some of our talents and our gifts are um given to us with that purpose in mind so God truly has a purpose for each and every one of our lives even for the lives that have not come to Christ yet God still has a purpose for each and every individual 
before, after, and during they are fulfilling their purpose. So, um, we can look at Isaiah 61 and 1. So again, that is Isaiah 61 and 1, which says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. So um, I see that it goes on a little further. So I did say Isaiah 61 and 1, but I would like to go a little further with this one. Verse 2 says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. Verse 3 says, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So, yes. And that is talking about the Messiah. So this is Isaiah prophesying about um, <laughs> what the Messiah's purpose is when he comes. And um, just showing that everybody is made with a purpose. So this is um, Jesus Christ, the Messiah's purpose. And um, a lot of his, some of his purpose is a part of our purpose, you know, that we are to proclaim um, liberty to the captives through what he has done, you know. And we are to um, be there for the brokenhearted. We are to help people who mourn in different things. So, because we have Jesus Christ within us. So, these works that He's is to do while he's living is also... What to do in us while he's living in us because it's no longer do we live but the Christ that lives within us and that is why Jesus Christ can fulfill his purpose way after he's in heaven and no longer on the earth because Jesus Christ lives within us so the next verse I would like to go to is Jeremiah 29 and 11 So again, that was Jeremiah 29 and 11, which says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So this is God talking about his um, thoughts for us, towards us. And um, some versions of the Bible say that God knows the plans that he has for our lives, you know. Um, instead of thoughts, they put, they put plan instead of thoughts. So, um, God knows the thoughts that he thinks towards us to give us a future and a hope. You know, he thinks thoughts of peace and not evil to, um, just showing his love for us and showing how he cares about our future. He thinks about our future, you know, he thinks just the thoughts that he thinks about us and about who we are as people. And then um, the next verse we'll go to is John 1, 12 through 13. 
so again that is john 1 12 through 13 which says but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of god even to those who believe in his name verse 13 says who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of the man but of god so showing that we were born i like to, i'm gonna expound on the second um verse verse 13 which says who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of god so we were born because of the will of god you know not of flesh not of man but just because of god so it's not about you know your parents having you because they plan to have a child and they wanted you so boom you're here no it's because god wanted you to be here there's no there's nobody here that's here by accident showing that it was the will of god so god must have a purpose for having you here you know it could have been anybody but god wanted you here you know it's not by accident it's not by coincidence it's not by chance but is truly by design and intention. Um, the next scripture that I'd like to go to is Genesis 1 and 28. So Genesis 1 and 28, which says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So, um, this was like our first overall purpose. When God first created man, this is the purpose that he had in mind for the general man. You know, so it still rings true today, just that purpose to, um overcome the earth you know to have um dominion to fill the earth and subdue it to be fruitful and multiply god truly has that um purpose over each of our lives but we have to do it the way god was saying this in this scripture in the beginning this is before the fall of man this is before all the sin so god truly desired that for us but it's a way that we do it you know um having dominion over the earth being able to subdue the earth we we now have to um Make sure that we are mindful of being in the Holy Spirit when we do it. When we have dominion over things, when we subdue things, we have to connect to the Holy Spirit. Now, Adam and Eve, when they were first created, it's not like a, it's not like a coming to Christ and having to repent of your sins. No, they were already having the Holy Spirit amongst them and in them. So it's like, you know, there's no need to pray about everything that you do or make sure that you're being mindful to lean not to your own understanding because it was already within them to be for God. But now due to that death and that death of our spirits and that death of that connection with God, now we have to seek it, if you will. Um, another verse that I would like to go to is Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. 
So again, that's Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, which says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12, For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13, Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness by which they lie in wait to deceive. Verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Verse 16, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So this truly was a, a bundle here. So, um... I think it would truly be a blessing to go back and read over this one. I am going to expound on it a little bit, but just to go back and really get the essence of what verses uh, 11 through 16 are really saying, because it is packed with a lot of goodies here. Um, just um, verse 11 um saying that and he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers so that first verse alone is just saying about how god has a purpose in mind for all of us you know some of us are prophets and prophetess some of us are evangelists some of us are pastors and some of us are teachers you know so god has things in mind for all of us and he equips us with what we need to do all of those things, you know, to do what is called on our lives, you know, so we may not be a prophet, but we could be an evangelist. We may not be a pastor, but we could be a teacher. So just being mindful of that, just because you're not one thing doesn't mean that you cannot be another. So again, this is one of those, um, verse 11 through 16 is one of those general overall man type of purpose you know it's not necessarily like um when we were in isaiah it was talking about the purpose of jesus you know but this is one of those overall purpose as the body of christ and then verse 12 says for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of christ so we are to do works in the ministry that is one of our purposes to do works in the ministry to be active in our churches to be active in our ministries and just in the ministry of christ to be active in spreading the gospel and different things also um for the edifying of the body of christ so that is one thing that has was a burden on my heart which led me to start growing in christ to edify the body of christ and also just desiring to be edified you know having that openness for edification because um, we all are together because God wants us to help one another. He does not want us to be together and cause discord. He does not want us to be together just to gossip or to break each other up or to get on each other's nerves, you know, or just not to be together just for wicked things, but to actually be together in things of righteousness and things of holiness. Um, 
verse 13 says, Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. So, um, just those things are our purpose until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge. So, just forever being in that mindset of I have to do what God is calling me to do. I have to edify the body of Christ. I have to work in ministry until this purpose is fulfilled, until everybody comes to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So there shouldn't be one person on this earth that does not know Christ, which is a big purpose to fill, but we all know that our True hope is in the sanctification of the world and the coming back of Jesus Christ. And then in verse 14, it says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of the men and the cunning craftiness by which they lie and wait to deceive. So just making sure that we, yes, we will always be children of God, but just understanding that we are not always to have that childlike mindset that we are to grow up in Christ you know growing in Christ we are to be forever growing in Christ not a stagnant relationship with God that way when the false doctrine comes that we are not tossed to and fro you know when people are saying things that kind of sounds similar to our faith but is not necessarily our faith you know we can combat that and we can say no we have the knowledge of christ within us to stand against these things to stand against um the false doctrine to stand against those false sayings like one could even be um when we went to matthew 5 and 48 and everybody says that i'm not perfect i'm not perfect and i know that i used to be in that mindset you know, and I've heard so many people in that mindset, but actually reading the word of God that tells us to be perfect as our father is perfect. Now we have that saying to come against that kind of sounds similar to our faith that seems justified, but really in the scripture, it's not bad. Um, then we can go to verse 15 that says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. So just speaking truth, and not just speaking truth, but speaking it in love, just making sure that we have the right mindset. As Christians, sometimes it's um, we get away from doing things in love, and we move into another spirit of doing them in judgment. We, we correct people, and we edify others just because we're judging them. But making sure that you're always moving in love if you're going to correct somebody to correct them in love because you want them to grow because you want them to be knowledgeable you know and then um speaking the truth in love just telling people the truth with a loving spirit not with a like um a bragging spirit that you know better than them not with a judgmental spirit as you should know better this is common sense or different things like that but just speaking the truth to them in a pure love of christ and then in verse 16 it says from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effect of working by which every part does its share 
causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Excuse me. So this verse is talking about, again, about our purpose. Our purpose is to be a part of the body of Christ. And everybody has a different purpose. Not everybody is going to be the hand. Not everybody is going to be the foot. Not everybody is going to be the eyes or the ears. But we all each individually have a purpose. Because not everybody is supposed to be a prophet. Not everybody is supposed to be an evangelist. But he gave some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. So we're all going to be doing different things but we should work together as a body through our love and that is what should join us so I would love to wrap this little section up with Proverbs 16 and 4 and this is like wrapping up the whole section um, of how God desires us and again that verse was uh, Proverbs 16 and 4, which says, The Lord has made all things for himself, yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. So, um, just understanding that God has a purpose for all things. You know, God has made all things for himself. He has desired it, all things to be made the way that it is. So, God made everything for a reason. You know, because he wanted it that way. And it's truly a blessing to be one of the greatest of God's creation as being man. And just um, being mindful that God loves us because Christ died on the cross so that we could be the children of God. So that we could have a gateway to coming back to God and truly um, basking in a beautiful relationship with God. So... Most importantly, the reason that God desires us to be his children, his people, to just come to him is because each saint, each sinner that comes to God, it it's another life that shows that Jesus Christ did not die in vain. So when you're witnessing to people or when you have people amongst you that you show, shine your light upon, that, and they come to Christ, that shows the angels, and so many other people that Christ did not die in vain, that he died for this person. He died for this person to be saved on this day, you know, and it's truly a blessing. So that is to wrap up this little um, part of how God desires us and I pray that you all enjoyed it and I would love to wrap this session up with a prayer. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for um, just bringing us um, through this podcast, Lord God. Lord God, I'm so thankful for you putting this on my heart to do, God. Lord God, I pray that each listener is blessed, oh God, even through this time, oh God. I just pray that you are yet covering them, covering their families as well, oh God. And Lord God, I pray that this speaks to their heart, oh God. And I pray that they are able to take some things that they can even share with their family, share with their friends, share with the people around them. Just Hearing that, that you desire us, oh Lord, that truly is a blessing and it should be a blessing into each and every one of our hearts. And not just that you desire us as being man, but oh God, you desire us each individually, Lord God, for different purposes and different reasons, Lord God. And you desire us and you're a great 
Father, Lord, you are a great father unto your children, keeping them safe day in and day out, supplying them with knowledge to come against false doctrines, O God, to come against the false um, people who come in your name, O God, just equipping ourselves with the Holy Spirit and with the word of God to combat those things and to stand firm upon our faith, O God, and to connect our faith with your holy and mighty promises, O God, that you will be faithful to fulfill, O God. And Lord God, we are so thankful, O God, for this day, O God, and we are so thankful for what you're doing and what you shall do, O God, because you are a great mighty God that we love oh so much Lord God so Lord God I pray once again for covering over every listening every listener over all the families oh God that you are yet covering and that you fill each and every household with peace and with joy and with love and with the fruits of the spirit oh God and just with the presence of you oh God even in this time even if people have to stay at home in their houses oh God that you fill them with that love that joy that passion oh God that zealousness that zeal for you oh God and Lord God I pray this in Jesus name amen so I am going to leave you all with that and just praying that you all meditate upon this word. I mean, not just saying that because it came from me, but because it really came from God. But um, just this was packed with so much, so many goodies, just like the holy word always is. Um, but yes, um, so I'm going to leave you all with that. And I pray that you all have a blessed day and I love you all and goodbye.